We are back, everyone, with a brand new episode of All Bull Radio. This is episode 82. I am one of your hosts, Matt Meinrod, and with me, as always, IFBB Pro Ron Hartlow. What's going on, Matt? Uh, it's rainy here in uh, South Florida. Two days straight of rain. It's kind of been sucky. Um, it's funny. It's uh, beautiful and sunny here, and summer's begun, and all the trees are blooming, and it's uh, beautiful. And then down there in Florida, you have shit rain. I call bullshit. I've actually got. Oh, you're right. Damn it. I've got. I've got. Van, I got Vancouver on my iPhone. I always check and see what the weather's like out there, just so. Oh, really? I can see how crummy it is for you. I actually do. I sit back and I laugh, and I'm like, it's 85, and I look, and it's April, and. And there's Ron, and it's 54 and rainy. and <laughs> No, he's right. Actually, it's, it's 73 degrees Fahrenheit right now in Vancouver. Which is just perfect. Yeah, but tomorrow it dips back down into the 50s. Yeah, I don't actually mind that I get to wear a hoodie. But it's June. Don't you think it's weird that you're wearing a hoodie in June? I have a nice collection of hoodies, Matt. I, I, I get that. I mean, I do get that. <laughs> I dig it. You know, I have this huge selection of hoodies and, you know, collected them from all over the world. I've got like eight gas hoodies and then I've got, you know, everything from my Bev Francis hoodie to my, you know, mutant hoodies to I even have like some old classic hoodie stuff. And I hate it when it's too hot because they just sit in the closet all summer. Well, what is the summer though? About a week and a half? (laughs) Yeah, June and July. Yeah. (laughs) The whole, the whole two months. That's rough. The whole two months. So you won't believe what um what Aaron did at the Redcon One offices, unless you've been following Aaron and <clears> the Red. He put a gym in. He put a fucking gym in. So no, I just saw the one photo. It is uh, you have to do a video tour of it. That's a good idea. I'll do that on my Instagram. I'll do a video tour. But um, I could see you had a Cybex shoulder press. Yeah, well, and yeah. I was like branding everything out and seeing what he had. I couldn't tell what brand some of the machines were though. It looked like good stuff, though. It yeah, okay. it's, it's all good stuff. I don't know what gym closed or where he got it. It's used equipment, but it's all high-end stuff, that, like 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 Dallas or you could lift on. Um, yeah. Dumbbells up to 120. Um, he even bought a treadmill. I don't know if anybody's going to use it. Um, and I think he bought a stair mill, too. Uh, but the only thing he's missing is calves. There's nothing for calves, but everything else is taken care of. A seated row. He's got, obviously, a lap pull-down. He's got... Several hammer strength pieces um, for back, chest. Uh, man, he's got a lot so of you, shit. So is that, is that what happened? The gym closed down and he just kind of swooped in? And I would assume so. Or, or some warehouse that that houses, you know, foreclosed on gym equipment. You know, that's what I would assume because if you're smart, you know, you're not buying brand new equipment. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the funny thing is we don't really know why he did this because you can't work out during the day. Um, and who wants to stay at work longer than they have to, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be like, uh, you know, a hundred thousand dollar employee lounge is basically what's going to happen. Basically. Yeah. I mean, people just go in there and like have a chat, lean on some equipment. Well, it's not for Aaron. Cause Aaron has a home gym. That's very nice. Um, it's not like gold's gym or anything, but it's very nice. Then he's got a, a really good gym that apparently he, they just built in his clubhouse, like inside his his housing place, and uh, right. which is which according to him is like a full gym, which blew him away. And then he's got a couple gym memberships in town too, so now he needs his own gym at work. 
Sure, why not? You know. <laughs> yes, yes. I uh, I have. What's the most memberships you've ever had at one point in time? Four. Really? Yeah. Well, I guess they weren't. Hold on, they weren't memberships per se. They were just four gyms I had access to, but some right. were owned by the same guy. Right. I see what you mean. Okay. I think I carried three active memberships to three different gyms. Oh wow! Why 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 would you do that? Well, the first one would have definitely been free. It was probably where I trained all the time. And then I might have been single, so there might have been a second membership involved just for, like, doing cardio and looking at butt. That's so funny you say that. I have, ran, I have, I have met many of my ex-girlfriends at the gym. And yes. it's very awkward when you break up because, like, no, no shit, this one girl comes to mind. Her name was Jordan in Tallahassee. We were training at this gym called, I think it was called Legends. And we dated. We broke up. And she all of a sudden left the gym, too. It's like, damn, I fucking kicked her out of the gym. I didn't mean to do that. But Well, I, I, there's always that moment when you, you know, breakup happens. You're wondering who gets to keep the gym. Right. Right. Who, who gets the gym in the breakup? So, you know, I mean, I've sort of always kept the gym in all my breakups because it's usually a hardcore gym that we're training at. And I think the girl that, breaks you know after the breakup i think the girl's pretty happy to go to a fitness club for a while and not slum around with all the dirty muscle heads you know you know what i mean what would you do if like obviously worst case scenario you and emily broke up do you would you guys would would you give the gym to her or what fuck no (laughs) there would be there would be war hold on Who, who gets jedi in a breakup yeah, that's never going to happen. <laughs> Who gets the apartment? Would, Who gets the apartment? Yeah, no, I know. Well, I own the condo, so it's mine. So, okay, so wait a minute. You get the dog, the gym, the apartment, or the condo. You're going to stay at Mutant. She probably doesn't even get to rock Mutant anymore. Fuck that. That's uh, she, she gets to say that she dated me for a while. Right on, yeah. Is that how that works? Isn't she a lucky girl? God. I think that's pretty difficult to talk her into that 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 arrangement fucking ron partlow everybody no no i know the dog's a tight the dog's a tight one you know if i really wanted to be a dick i could say well you know i paid for the dog yeah you no. could say that you could because when we got the dog i paid the fee right mm-hmm. and I'm then we so- got teeth you know we got his teeth cleaned and i paid for that i'm still surprised in my uh, divorce a year and a half ago or so that it's been that i there was no questions asked that I got my dogs. Well, that was obviously that you, you know, that was sort of too clear from the beginning, maybe that they were your dogs. Yeah, I know. But I mean, even if it's like 70, 30, it's just weird that it was no pushback on that or to even split them up was never a pushback. And I'm, I'm thankful for it because boy, those dogs are getting fucking nuts. I still don't have my one, uh, the little one, Chip. I've been posting him a lot on uh, Instagram. Uh, yeah, he's still not potty trained all the way. He's fucking two years old, July fourth, and he's still not because I keep moving him because we. He, he was born in Minnesota. We flew him down to Kentucky, then I drove him cross country to Boca, then Boca north to where I am now, a half hour north, and the poor guy can't find like a home to take a pee and poop in. So he just likes to go everywhere. And then sometimes he eats it. 
<laughs> yeah, you, you got to take him to a class or something. I think there's a class for that. Yeah, well, we have other priorities, you know, like uh, like like buying kratom and pot and all sorts of fun stuff. We have a great right. listener question. We have great listener questions. Uh, one of our one of our guys will, will answer it in depth, but uh, wants to know when I'm going to come to Vancouver so we can do a video tour. You and I, the dispensaries. So. Yes, we will do something fun for the All Bull listeners and watchers. I'm, uh, we'll do some sort of downtown Vansterdam tour. That would be amazing. I'll get one of my buddies to show us around. <laughs> um, anything else going on in your world, Ron, before we get to listener questions? Because we do have a lot. I posted the questions a day early, and you guys did not disappoint. So, uh, Yeah, I'm actually excited about listener questions because the ones that I saw were good. Yeah. And, and if I no. skip some, my bad, because I know uh, they might be on my Instagram. I know, Ron, you got some. But we like to, to direct them just to the All Bowl Radio page, just make it easy on us when we do read them for the show. Um, yes. That's the reason why. It's not like I'm trying to be a dick, but it just makes, <laughs> makes life a lot easier. So, all right, let's uh, kick this off. And um, let's just uh, – oh, and I have, a, I have a question for everybody. You guys can let me know. Um, we could probably do this segment. Ron could join into, I haven't even talked to Ron about this, but what do you guys think about like the daily updates or the weekly updates better of, uh, inside like the Redcon offices and the mutant offices to, if you guys follow the inner workings of the companies, cause you know, both brands kind of put themselves out there. Um, we can kind of give a little play by play of what's been hot, like the gym getting built or Ron. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, you know, just something like that. So if you guys would, would want to be interested to kind of get my perspective or Ron's perspective, not always through the lens of Aaron or the Mutant page or something different. we could The propaganda that. machine. Exactly. The truth will be told. <laughs> um, so anyways, we're going to do listener questions. And listener questions uh, are brought to you by our sponsors, Mutant, Redcon 1, Seeking Azov, and a new one. Check them out, puritysourcelabs.ru, puritysourcelabs.ru. You can look like Ron, not me. All right. 100%. Hey, Alba listeners. My name is Preddy, and recently I started stacking various farm-grade smart drugs or nootropics to my supplement regimen. And let me tell you, this has been an absolute game-changer. Never low on motivation. I'm focused all day, and my pain tolerance has shot through the roof. Now, the cool thing about this is that I'm getting all these benefits without the crash that I usually get with pre-workouts or any type of caffeinated or stimulant-based products. Now, I took all these different tropics that I was using, and I work with manufacturers around the world to create a supplement called Azith. Now, Azith is not for the faint of heart, but it's a very, very powerful and potent nootropic formula that includes a synergy of farm-grade peptides, pharmaceuticals, and herbs that are clinically proven to boost noradrenaline, dopamine, and serotonin in the brain. And let me tell you, it will change the way you think, you feel, and you perform. The cool thing about Azith is that I've packaged it in a 30-capsule resealable mylar bag that you can really stuff into your back pocket, your gym bag, or even in your locker. So I really want to invite all of you guys to check out Azith at www.seekingazith.com. That's S-E-E-K-I-N-G-A-Z-O-T-H.com. And if you enter the discount code ALLBULL in all caps, you will receive two packs for the price of one. Get away. 
What's up, guys? This is Matt Smansky from ProjectBodybuilding.com, and I'm here to tell you a little bit about Metaform, the revolutionary water-based SEO containing hyaluronic acid and zero oil. Metaform is also self-dispersing, making it virtually impossible to mess up or cause large lumps. Metaform also requires far less applications and overall volume than other SEOs on the market and can last up to 18 months. With hyaluronic acid being used and studied for many years in the medical community, you can count on a very effective, but more importantly, very safe product to use. To learn more, check out Metaform.com and use code PBB10 for 10% off your order at checkout. Hey everybody, I'm IFPB Pro Big Ron Parlow, and I know that you're listening to All Bull Radio because you prefer real talk. You're hardcore, dedicated, and tired of all the bullshit you see in the industry. Don't worry, because Mutant has got your back with hard-hitting, high-end formulas manufactured in our own facility. The best-tasting proteins on the market with Pro 100 and IsoSurge, killer pre-workout products like Madness and Pump, and the highest quality bodybuilding video series in the world with Mutant on a Mission. We cater to the hardcore, and we've never denied it. Mutant is bodybuilding. It's in our blood. Go to immutant.com and leave humanity behind. Body by Ian. Hello, guys. What's your top Arnold Schwarzenegger movie? Ooh, ooh, good question. Yeah, it's a good question. You have seen your game, so you're going first. Well, I always give the same answer. And then because I always give the same answer, it tempts me to maybe give a different answer just for fun. But I'm going to have to say that I... Wait, 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 Ron, Ron, don't answer, don't answer, don't answer. Yeah. (laughs) What's going on? Cut it into segments. No, no, no. Cut it into segments. Schwarzenegger's best comedy and then his best action. Oh. Well, I mean, comedy, definitely not junior. (laughs) No, and definitely not jingle all the way. But what are the good got, ones we've got? We've got like twins. You got twins. You got, got kindergarten cop is kind of you know a little bit of a feel good, I guess. That was funny. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, and then you got uh, last action Jun- hero. What's that? Oh, you know what? Last action hero was like kind of burned at the box office, but I thought that was a great movie. It was cute. Yeah, it was kind of campy and stupid, but yeah, but that's why I liked it because it was supposed to be right. Right. Plus, it had a killer soundtrack. Do you remember that soundtrack? I, I was like nine. Uh, had Alice in Chains on it and ACDC. And it was a good soundtrack. If ne- Netflix should put that on because I haven't seen that in a long time. Yes. I'd watch that again. Only saw it once. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I would say my favorite Schwarzenegger movie that I was kind of, you know, whenever it's on, I'm like, oh, i got to watch it is Predator. Yeah, of all, of all, dude, yeah. Yeah, of all the classics, like Predator's the one that I sort of think is like, you know, Arnold's best movie of his sort of classic 80s era, especially. Um, there's a few other movies that I think. Do you remember End of Days? Is that that one about the devil? Yeah. Yes, I do. Yeah. I really like that movie. It was, was kind of got like, dark. forgotten about. Kind of got you know what I mean. It was one of those forgotten about. Is it, I don't think it did well at the box office. That's why. No, but it was good, man. It was good. It was a little different for Arnold too, because like you said, it was really twisted up and dark, and it mm-hmm. might have even been R rated, which was also a little rare. You know, so yeah, that was cool. Um, obviously, True Lies was awesome. Yep, yep. 
Um, you know, Terminator two, unbelievable, you know, there's lots of, he's had some great movies. He's had some great movies, but I think predator, you know, of all the classic Arnie movies, I think predators kind of the, the standout for me, the, you guess. know, fant- fantastic cast, good story, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I have the, you have to, you have to agree with that. Predator was amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. You got to see predator and his, you know, his co-stars, his co-cast mates. Were pretty and, and of course the best line ever, if it bleeds, we can kill it. <laughs> well, you got Jesse the body in there too, dude. Like, <laughs> come on, he's fucking great from Minnesota. Yes, you know. Yeah, yeah, governor of Minnesota. Minnesota Two governors yeah. in one movie. That's funny. Um, but I liked Running Man too for eighties man or eighties movie. Um, awesome, great one liners in there. God, who, who was the you know? Richard Dawkins was the guy uh, was the host, right? And then, well, then Michael Ironside was in that too, wasn't he? Which one was he? He was one of like the evil guys, like one of the TV guys or something. Yeah, he might. And then wasn't that the line where he's blow off some steam, Bennett? Yeah, yeah. He puts a pipe right through his chest at the end. <laughs> yeah, it was great. What yes. was the movie? Uh, what's the movie where he was? Uh, my mind's blank on the name of the movie. Oh, a Total Recall. That was good. Yeah. Yep. You know, Total Recall is one of the interesting. If you if you listen to the autobiography of Arnold or you read the book, um, the movie Total Recall, when he gets to that story, that's actually one of the great stories out of the book. Is how that movie was marketed and how they had to change how it was marketed to turn it into a hit because it was like not going to be a hit, and they had to make it a hit. So they had to hire an outside marketing company to come in and recut the trailer. It was a really cool story because a lot of the stuff in Arnold's autobiography that's awesome is the stuff where he tells you like the behind the scenes business dealings of how Hollywood actually works. Mm. And when you hear some of those stories, you're like, holy shit, like they really just, they really just manipulate things into happening. Mm -hmm. So what happened, what happened was they cut a trailer for total recall and they were going to push it as like a, sort of a, you know, cerebral sci-fi movie. So they had this trailer cut that was sort of full of mystery and it was a little slow, but they were trying, they were kind of trying to take on, you know, some of the other sci-fi genre stuff. Like, you know, I think Alien had like a real slow trailer, but it was kind of haunting, you know, stuff like that. And they, so they went that route, but there's this, there's this statistic that they use in Hollywood that's extremely accurate and it has to do with exit polling people after a movie. So they catch people leaving a movie theater and they ask them about the trailers and they ask them to rate the trailers in terms of memorability, like how memorable they are. Mm-hmm. And I guess this metric is very reliable. Like they can predict hits just off of that one metric, like how memorable was the trailer? So they'll ask people, you know, to rank it. And if it ranks like a six out of 10 on average, they know the movie is at least going to, you know, break even or something. If it ranks an eight, they're like, okay, it's going to be a hit. And I guess it, it's almost universal. So they were ranking the trailer for Total Recall and it was coming back at like a five or a four. And they were starting to panic. They were like, oh, fuck. This isn't good. Mm-hmm. So they had to. So Arnold actually made a stink about it. He's like, "Listen, this movie's an action movie, and you guys are fucking selling it wrong. You don't know what you're doing." And he put up a big stink. And so the the studio finally caved, and they hired an outside marketing group to come in and recut the trailer. 
and they recut a new trailer, pushed back the release of the movie, put the trailer back out, and it came back scoring eights and nines. No boom, shit. Boom, boom, boom. Wow. And they were like, there you go. There's the trailer. Now you can release the movie. And then it was a huge hit. That, so, is, that is true about trailers, because without a trailer, there is no movie, because nobody gives a crap. You yeah. remember, remember the trailer for uh, the one that comes to my mind is uh, American Sniper, where the uh, Bradley Cooper, Chris Kyle had uh, yep. had the kid in the scope, yep. and then that yeah, and you're the sitting there just going, "Oh fuck, oh fuck," and you you actually putting yourself in his shoes. Yeah, and, and the other guys like they're gonna burn you if you're wrong, and you know, yep. motherfucker, yep. you know, and you know the stories. It's based on a true story, and you just you just get sucked right in. Like that's good yep. shit. You know, that's an art unto itself to do a good movie trailer. Um, yeah, it's like making a short film. For sure, absolutely. Because I, I don't know about you, but I've been uh, bamboozled and seen some badass trailers, and you get in the movie, and you're like, what fucking shit am I watching? Well, didn't Suicide Squad get burned big time because the trailer made it look like there was an actor who was a much bigger part mm-hmm. than he actually was? I do People remember reading about that. that, yeah. I can't remember what the actor was. It was Will Smith or somebody. Like who was in kids. Suicide Squad? I don't even, I didn't even see it. Jared Leno was in it or whatever. Yeah, but they, uh, Margot they Robbie, people, Margot, my girl, Margot Robbie. Right, right. But they, 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 I guess it was a big thing. People were really disappointed because it was like they were expecting a different movie, or they just didn't know what Suicide Squad was in the first place. I don't know. Um, I mean, they were wondering where they were wondering where Batman was. Exactly. Um, <laughs> we have to, uh, we have to keep it pushing. Muscle Punisher. Ooh. Golly. Oh, Muscle Punisher. Muscle I recognize that guy's off Instagram, right? Oh, yeah. These are all off Instagram. Is that the guy that just did a show? He'll have to tell us. Uh, Muscle, Muscle Punisher, did you just do a show? Uh, yes. He, he's not liking the comment. Uh, would you rather be, a, be skinny and intelligent or massive but with the IQ of two times Jason Genova's? Oh, that's, that's, that's not nice. Well, Jason Genova, what do you think his IQ is? Because if his IQ is 60, 120 is not that bad. Right, exactly. Um, You're doing okay. So if you're going to double Jason Genova. Let's, do one, let's do one and a half times Jason Genova. Okay, now I'm definitely going skinny with a genius IQ because I just want to make some money. Yeah. I want to make money and then I want to get bitches. Yeah, but if you were like Craig Goliath, huge. <laughs> or is it Craig Goliath? <laughs> yeah, but there's still there's the IQ is a very important metric, Matt. But if you had a Beetlejuice head and a giant body, <laughs> you know how many bitches you could pull? Oh my god! They'd want yes. to see what you had in your pants. They, they yeah, just... so Mus- Muscle Punisher is a guy named Eddie. Okay. He's a good dude. I met I met him uh, at FIBO a couple times. Him and his girlfriend. He just he just got super ripped for a show. So you know, hello to Muscle Punisher. That's a real bodybuilder listening to the show. There you go, Matt. Real bodybuilders real listen to all, all bull radio. Yes, they do. Um, speaking of, I only saw the clip on Louis Marco's Instagram page, but apparently he had an interview with Genova, and I encourage you guys to go check that out because if it, the whole interview is as good as that thirty second clip, it's going to be fucking brilliant. Uh, Br- brilliant as in brilliant comedy, or like brilliant. As I, pers- in what? I personally think Louis Marco's funny. Like I, I think the guy, I'm a fan of the guy. Like some people, okay, think, you know, like I just think he's clever, just because he's so different and off the wall, and just the fact that he and Genova 
can have a conversation for like 45 minutes. It's fascinating. <laughs> it's absolutely fascinating. <laughs> what the fuck do you talk about with Jason Genova? Yeah, like it's proper is what it is. Like, oh, man, uh, the pissing. Exactly. Uh, Greg Gaussian, um, opinions on the Lane Norton affair. Salacious. Well, I saw one comment on Facebook the other day, so I would like to throw it out there and take credit for it because it's funny, but also I can't take credit for it. But I was on, I just, I noticed this one guy had a thread going about the Lane Norton affair. And then someone chimed in. They said, well, you know, if it fits your marriage. (laughs) 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 And then the next next five comments were like, savage. (laughs) And, you know, you know, just. (laughs) That's the funniest shit I've ever heard. Yeah, and then everyone was putting the letters, you know, the letters for if it fits, you know, oh they're putting those letters everywhere. It was pretty funny. It, it fits so not that, not that, not that cheating on your pregnant wife is funny, but you know, I mean, I'm sure how many I'm guys sure have thought of it though? Like nobody wants to bang a big old fat pregnant woman. Yeah, I'm not saying she's being fat, but I'm just saying, you know, maybe pregnant women got to cut their husbands some slack here. I'm just saying, maybe that's maybe not a popular thing to new- say. Maybe they just need to, maybe they're just not giving out enough blowjobs. I understand they're not feeling, they're not feeling good to have sex and stuff, and they're feeling a little gross. I get I it, know. but that you mouth know. still works, baby. You know what I mean? I know. I'm just saying. No, I I don't know the, the the details. I don't know the details. I'm I'm wondering though if it was one of uh, one of his clients or something. Not like you know his dirty dirty laundry is any of my business, but you know. People are, people are gonna ask us, is my business. So. <laughs> if people are going to ask us these questions, Matt, it's our job to know the answers. I agree. I feel like I, feel like I let the public down. You know who's a good friend of Lane? It's Aaron. I want to see if I can get to Aaron. Well, Lane's a nice guy. So let me get this straight. I know Lane a bit. You know, we, t- we stop and say hi when we see each other. I've had a few drinks with Lane at one of Aaron's parties. So Lane's a, Lane's a nice guy. I kissed, but, Lane, on um, the, I kissed Lane on the face that party. Oh yeah, you did. Yes, yeah, that was great. Mm-hmm. That was the one where Aaron broke that glass and got glass in the pool. And saw Jesus. And then his and then his wife made him go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> he and he and PJ were still married then. Yes, yes. That's a fun party yes. though, wasn't it? That was a fun party. Yeah, it was a fun party. I remember talking to Celeste in the kitchen. Celeste was there. <laughs> I didn't know Celeste was there. <laughs> Wasn't she there? I don't. She, I, don't I don't know. know. Or maybe that was the Vegas party he had. That was the Vegas party. Yeah, that was the Vegas party. Okay. God, that was fun. All that, like, it was like Ed Connors, and all of a sudden, that big giant wrestler was there. and or, But he was a bodybuilder. All sorts of strange people show up at Aaron's parties. It was, yeah, it was very bizarre. A lot of, uh, a lot of madness, though. Um, okay, let's keep it rolling. I almost got stumbled on that one. Um, can you talk about, sorry, this is from Mr. Richard Morrell. Can you talk about foot placement on leg press and hack squat, please? To focus mainly on quads, I always seem to end up hitting hamstrings and glutes as well. Thanks. I have that same problem. Yeah. What are we doing? Everything that they tell us to support our knees puts everything on our ass and, and heels and works hams and butt. How do we get the focus on right. the quads without hurting the knee? Right. So my general rule for for leg training is if your goal is to get big quads, which, you know, most people that are, most of the guys that are slaving away in the gym are trying to get their quads to grow. You want to be in a quad dominant foot position. Now that actually has 
a lot less to do with your width than it does the height on the deck. So, you know, for example, a tall guy like me, if I put my feet really close together, it drastically shortens my range of motion mm-hmm. because my, you know, I got, you know, my legs are 32 inches. So they come down, mash into my belt, and I don't really get very much depth. And if my feet are high on the platform, I get hardly any bend in my knee. So what I tell people is you want to put your feet wide enough that you can comfortably get good depth with your feet low on the platform, but you never want your heels to lift. Mm, okay. So, you know, get on a leg press, just start at shoulder width. You don't have to worry too much about fancy widths outside, inside, feet together, all that stuff. Just put them in a nice comfortable position where everything's in line. You want your knees, you want your feet, your knees, and your hips to all line up nice and straight. And then you want to put your feet as low as you can on the platform without your heels coming off when you're at the bottom. And, uh, and then the other thing is when you're at the bottom, you don't want to go so low that your hips roll. So you just got to work the position. Like um, a guy like Gabe, who's six foot three, you know, big Gabe Moan, when he leg presses, it looks like he is just using his quads. Like it's a very, like you can see that it's just all quads. Like he gets a whole bunch of bend in his knee. His knees come back pretty far to his chest. And his heels are on the very bottom edge of the platform. But he has a lot of ankle flexion. He has very flexible ankles. So he's able to pull that off. Now someone who's maybe had a few ankle injuries or whatever, maybe they don't have as much ankle flexion. Like they might have to move their feet up the platform a little bit so their heels don't lift. But it's mainly about trying to get your feet low on the platform so you get a, a, a bigger flexion in your knee. So that's mainly what you have to worry about. I don't believe that wide and narrow really makes all the difference in the world. I guess there's certain exercises where, you know, if you go wider, like super wide, you're going to get a lot more adductor and hamstring just naturally. But it still has to do with your feet being high or low on the platform. I think that's primary. And it, it, you, would you say, I'm just, it sounds like it, the more flexible you are as an athlete, the better your chances of having good quads are? Well, yeah. So a lot of people's problems with squatting, if you watch a lot of people squat, the reason they say, oh, squats aren't comfortable is because they have no ankle flexion. So they would have to put their heels on plates to even squat in the first place. Or they have poor hip mobility, so they're unable to bend at the hip without rounding their butt under. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So their hamstrings are tight. They can't, they can't stick their butt up behind them and squat down and stay like that. Their butt always wants to round underneath because their, their hamstrings are really tight. So there's a lot of hip flexor, hamstring, and ankle uh, flexibility issues in a lot of people that have problems squatting and targeting their quads. So you always want to look like Ben Pakulski is good at putting up a diagram. There's a couple other guys uh, like the, I can't remember his name, the muscle PhD or whatever that guy is on. on Oh, Jacob Wilson. Yeah. Jacob Wilson. They've got some really good, like a a chart where it'll show a guy squatting from the side and they'll draw the line for the center of gravity Mm -hmm. going right up the middle. And it really is true. Like there's your hip joint and your knee joint Whichever one is farther from the center of gravity is going to get the most load. So that's why guys that squat straight down and let their knees travel forward over their toes a little bit get a lot more quad 
um, activation than a guy that sticks his butt out and drops back like a power lifter because his hips are really far from the center of gravity at that point, and his knees are basically right in the middle, whereas a guy who squats downward, you know, his butt and his knees are kind of equal distance from the center of gravity, so he's getting a lot more torque on his quads. So this has to do with that. So it's like basic uh, physics and biomechanics, but if you just look at those charts and study how you're moving, you should be able to figure it out. I'm still trying to figure out who Wayne North was fucking. <laughs> Instagram scope. God, look I gotta at, get on look at this the Instagram. shit, man. Like, I'm slipping. Who, I'm slipping. Who is he? Who is he training with? Was he doing cardio with anyone? That's a bad sign. If anybody has any tips, please DM me, please. Women, women. Here's a tip for all women out there: Don't let your boyfriends or your husbands, no matter how good intention they are, no matter good, no matter how good they are, don't let them do cardio with other women. Ooh. Cardio is simulated sex. Is it? <laughs> there's too much conversation goes on there's sweating huffing and puffing you're right. getting used to each other's smells oh, it's not right. a good thing god damn you Ron. it's very intimate it's very intimate activity you should write a book tcaf 351 my... tcaf 351 what are your opinions on the calamban moger and bradley martin beef two good looking oh. guys there huh jesus yeah, I, I don't know enough about that situation to comment. Um, I know they were going to do some business together, and then I heard that Bradley like went ahead and did the business without Callum mm, or something like dog, that. You dirty dog. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he thought Callum was dragging his heels or being slow or something like that. I, I don't know both sides of the story, so I haven't really heard enough to. And you know, also I don't really feel bad for either one of those guys. Yeah. So they've got they've got a lot going on in life. They can handle themselves. I heard it all came down to, like, a nasty Twitter that Callum said about Bradley's hair. And oh, there was something about Bradley's hair. Right. Something about how he had to wear a hat all the time because he was going bald. Right. He saw, and everybody saw that scar that one time, that line that goes through the back of the head. Like, that's what they were, obviously. I mean, what else could these guys have to be beefing about? Yeah, there's not a whole lot to be upset about in life if you're Bradley Martin. I don't think you go to the gym in the morning and you squat 600 pounds and then you do a video with hot chicks and then you go to your brand new gym that you just opened and then you count your money. You check your PayPal and it was and it's up an extra 10 grand yeah. a day than when you went to bed in the morning, you know, earlier. Yeah. It's like, and then you go do something else that only superhumans can do and then you go to bed. Yeah, it's a pretty, pretty good day, I think. I think Bradley Martin's doing okay. It is fascinating, these YouTube stars. Are they legit celebrities in your mind or no well no um well i mean what does celebrity mean i guess but i think they're a really good kind of celebrity and what i mean by that is i i guess i have a small bit of it myself in the bodybuilding world right because you know because i competed for so you know people know who i am in the bodybuilding especially in canada so it's nice to go certain places where people know who you are but it's also nice to be able to go other places where you're nobody at all, mm. which is the vast majority of places, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas someone who's like Brad Pitt famous, I mean, he can't go get groceries at Safeway. You know, he, doesn't Brad Pitt probably send out for shit like that? He's got an assistant. He's got an assistant, you know? Think, think Entourage. Think Entourage. He's got a turtle. Yeah. He's got an Eric. 
I know, I, you know, I, I know uh, Johnny Drama. Brad Pitt came in. Brad Pitt came into a restaurant that my buddy was working at one night. My buddy was working all by himself. It was like a Mexican boy. restaurant. Yeah. Yeah, he just came in by himself because he was filming a movie in the area, and he just said, oh, "I just want uh, Ari. want a, a menu and a picture of tequila and a picture of margarita." And uh, he just sat there and ate and drank and talked to him for like two hours. So you know they do normal people stuff, but you know the average celebrity at that level can't go anywhere or do anything. Yeah, it would suck. I heard Kim Kardashian hires the paparazzi. Like, oh, probably. To, to make it look like she's, like, always the it girl. Yeah, that's probably... They have such a warped... Can you imagine the inside of her brain? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's working Just out for her. She's worth about $100 million. Fucking unbelievable. All right, uh, Gus Bus 5 Ron, do you think certain diets work better when paired with certain training styles? Like, keto works better with high-volume training? Well, I... Do think you have to pair your diet to your training style for sure. I wouldn't make any blanket statements, but um, like for example, you know Dave Palumbo used to. I mean, Dave Palumbo pushes hard the keto and the really low carbs, but he also trained very Dorian style with very low volume. So I could understand how maybe training like Dave, you would spare more muscle and recover be able to recover on no carbs because you were just doing like a couple of heavy all out sets for body part. So, you know, if you're doing like, you know, two hour long Jay Cutler workouts, that's probably one of the reasons why Jay Cutler used to diet on a thousand grams of carbs. Right. Makes sense. Cause he's doing like 20 sets of quads and all that stuff. Right. So you do have to pair your volume to your food for sure. But then that's very independent and individual for your metabolism too. So, you know, I definitely think there's some truth to that. I, got I think some, people, I, I think sorry, people I drastically overtrain when they're dieting for show. Huh. I think people make the mistake when they're dieting of trying to burn calories off by being super active in the gym. So they start doing like 20 sets of quads, 20 sets of back, thinking that every time they do a set, they're burning they're, calories. They're right? burning calories. But what you're trying to do is just train really hard so that you create that post-exercise oxygen consumption and, and <laughs> what's, the, what's the other acronym that's important? NEAT or whatever it is, you know, the, the metabolic stuff that happens way after the workout because right. your body needs to recover. That's where you burn all the calories. So I think people overtrain when they diet. Yeah, that all makes sense. I think um, I've, I've definitely been guilty of that. One thing I uh, had success with was when I would do a carb cycle, like just say it was like a simple – High medium low or high medium no carb day on the right. on the no carb day I would try to do at least an hour of cardio if not more and I would do less on my carb days because in, in at least in my mind I felt you know because that was a fat burning opportunity that was a big day where my calories were a little bit lower and I didn't have any excess carbs so I might as well go for it. And that's you know, a that's a real Chris Aceto thing. On your day off training, he'll smash your carbs down and have you walk like an hour and a half on the treadmill. Is that there you go? So very yeah. intuitive I am. Uh, let's see. Oh, and then for me, Matt Mutant has a sample pack box of several mutant products one could buy. Could Redcon One try and do the same? Well, we have uh, our stacks, so if you need to go on uh, RedconOne.com and look at our stacks and. There's an option that's like a one of everything option. I think it's like the Dallas McCarver stack. So, 
Um, <laughs> the Dallas McCarver stack, one of everything. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. That's Hey-o. clever. Hey-o. <laughs> what do you take? One of everything. Somebody was asking me about gear the other day. <laughs> so, somebody was asking me about gear the other day, and they're like, so Matt, you know, you know a lot of pros. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I do. And they're like, well, do they ever tell you what they take? And I'm like, yeah, some of them. And they're like, well, what is it? I'm like, well, some are, some are like Ron. And then some are like Dallas. <laughs> and then some look like Ron and some look like Dallas. So you figure it out. I guess uh, I guess they shouldn't be telling people what to do then. <laughs> no, and, th- and then the conversations went to um, it's probably best to get proper nutrition advice or bodybuilding supplementation advice or training advice from somebody like Ron who doesn't have that Phil Heath level genetic. Yeah. Well, yeah, I always tell people don't take body part advice off people with awesome body parts. Exactly, exactly. You know, like I, I remember I knew a guy who had like no calves and then I saw him, you know, years and years later and he had like okay calves. So I, I was like, I got to ask that guy what the fuck he did. Right. And I was like, what'd you do? And he goes, oh, I trained him every day for three months and then I couldn't even get a pump anymore. So I quit training him for a month and they grew an inch. And I was like, really? And he's like, I just overtrained the fuck out of them. And then they like slingshotted and they grew. Jeez. And I was like, oh, shit. So it was like he actually had a story. But if you ask like, you know, Dorian, what do you do for calves? He's like, ah, oh, I don't know. It's a hard set of standing and a hard set of seated once a week. <laughs> like, like there's no, you know, it's like that's it. That's you incredible. Know? Just, he had the just, biggest fucking calves on the stage. Yeah, just repeat, you know. So, <laughs> um, let's get another one. We got, uh, give me fitness or give me death. Good name. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't think of that as my name. God damn it. Um, you go to sleep and wake up in the morning with one of the following. Phil's back, but with Dennis Wolf's calves or Ben Mikulski's legs, but with branches midsection, which do you pick? Oh, I take, uh, Ben's legs and branches midsection. Prince's midsection ain't that bad. I've seen him at the Arnold. He had a great uh, quarter turn. Mm-hmm. He's got good abs. Rip serratus. People just think he's blocky. He's blocky. Well, he's five foot seven. I'm going the other way. I'm going Phil's back and Wolf's calves. See, I'm tired of not having calves. Oh, I I'm see. 20, I'm 20 years deep on that. I'll take, I just want to wear shorts and have people like vomiting. Yeah, but Ben's calves aren't even calves. They're like fucking, fucking. I know. Fucking Christmas hams. You see, you've seen them up close, right? With shorts yeah, on. Oh yeah, I've just seen them many times. They're fucking God. ridiculous. They're people don't get it. They see them in pictures, like, oh, he's got awesome calves. I'm like, nah, man, you don't get it. You don't I, get it. I want to do this because it's in Tampa, and I know, I know Dallas trains in Tampa at MI40 because his coach, one of his coaches, is uh, what's his name, Joe. My mind's blank. Anyway. Is that the hypertrophy, the hypertrophy coach? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's seems he like, tra- he seems like a good guy. 40. Yeah. Okay. So we could get hook up Dallas and Ben together, do some calf measuring, and get to the bottom of this. Shit, that's a tight one, you know, because Dallas I think has a little bit of height on Ben, so there's a little bit of size that goes with height. Mm-hmm. But Ben has like the most mutated looking calves ever. They're both Canadian Shit. too, you know. Both his calves? No, both Canadian. Da- what Dallas isn't Canadian? 
Dallas's Tennessee. <laughs> Can't fool me. I thought you were trying to say both of Ben's calves are Canadian. Both of Ben's Canadian. I think anyway. <laughs> I'll tell you, Ben was really creepy looking. You ever look at those pictures before he started shaving his head? With yeah, the, with looked, the really yeah, bleach yeah. blonde hair. I don't know how I feel about that. Right, he's very blonde. It was very, very blonde. blonde. Yeah, I'm glad he shaved that head. He's a like like myself, much better bald man. Right, right. Yeah, he's very Aryan looking. Yeah, yeah he's like a good Dennis. Looking guy, he? Yeah. He's got, yeah, yeah. Well, he's got Pakalski. That's a Polish name. So that's you know right out of the whole sort Russian of Eastern Army. European genetics, right? Yeah, absolutely. Romanian. There you go. All right, uh, Owen Vahey, uh, All Bull Radio. Got a question for you both. Who are the worst training partners you ever had and why? And what would you look in for finding a training partner nowadays as as opposed to when you were younger? Do you have an answer to this? Um, Yeah, I got It's kind of an oddball answer. My worst and best training partner ever was my old buddy, WWE wrestler, badass Billy Gunn. And I'll tell you why he was the best because he and I had just – we would lift – I mean, he could go weight for weight, pound for pound with me, and he's 20 years my senior, And but he acted like he was 20 years old at the same time, and we just had a blast training together. But he was always late, and he would always have to roll in and get his gear together. And what I mean by gear, because now he's a WWE wrestler, right? He's been banged up, beaten to hell. He would have to put on Ben Gay, Icy Hot, Fucking raps. Fucking Tiger Bomb. Tiger. It was so much shit. He was <laughs> he was like that old remember the movie Major League? He was like that old pitcher who had like the fucking oil on his head and the fucking Vaseline up his ass. That was this guy. So uh the the whole gym smelled like it too. So yeah. anyway. Shouts out shout, shout outs to you, Kip. I know you're listening. We, we should have you on the show sometime. I know. Uh, matter of fact, yeah, I, I, actually, I actually just ta- I reached out to, to Kip about a week ago and told him that I, I, I was feeling sentimental. And I wasn't drinking. I just was feeling sentimental. And I told him I missed him. So uh, That's cool. Yeah, let's have badass on. That'd be, that'd be a lot um, of fun. What about you? I, uh, what about well, training partners? I haven't had a bad training partner because my editing process to even become a training partner is so rigorous that I've managed to just not have a bad training partner. Mm. Um, Cause I've really only had, I think I counted, there was like six people that I would consider training partners that I've had, like, you know, where you actually trained with them for a length of time um, in the whole 25 plus years I've been in the gym. So I really have trained alone a great portion of that. Um, so I haven't really had a bad training partner, but I have, I can tell you one thing I've trained with a lot of guys who were bodybuilders and wanted to train like, Hey man, you're doing back today. Let's do back. You know, that sort of thing. Uh And it would be like a competitor, like maybe someone who's, you know, doing level one or level two show or something like that. And they want to do back. So you get going and you've seen them in the gym and you know, they can lift weight because they're strong or you've seen some of their lifts. So you're expecting them to just train with you. And I remember one guy, we did some pull downs and then we did some barbell rows and halfway through the barbell rows, he just quit. What? Like he just, he was like, Oh, I'm wasted. And I was like, and shut it down for the whole workout. Yeah. He's like, I'm wasted. My lower back's pretty pumped. I think I'm done. 
And I was like, what do you mean? You think you're done? He's like, well, my lower back's pretty pumped from those rows. Some D-ball? And I was like, well, let's go do some hammer strength stuff. Like, I was going to do hammer rows next. And so I just went over to the hammer and, like, started warming up. And, like, he just drifted away and, like, vanished. He drifted away? I've had, like, I've had, like people just quit in the middle of a workout. I'm like, what the fuck? That's amazing. No wonder you don't win anything. Just fucking, it's just easy. Easy to tell. So I've had that happen. I'd say best training partner. That's I'd, I'd say my buddies John and Nick in Australia because those times were just so fun. We had such a good time. Right. But I also trained with a guy um, named Dan Fedelock, who I trained with him for the Canadian Nationals one year, and he wound up winning the show and turning pro. That was 2004, and uh, those were some really good workouts, man. We killed it. We were really strong and un- uninjured back then, so we used to do a lot of like. Six plate rack deads, really low, like way, like way below the knee. I know you see everybody doing these crazy pulls now from like the kneecap, but we used to do like you know high rep leg presses and squats till we puked and that sort of shit. It was a good time. Then I trained with a natural guy named Forrest, and hell, he he wound up winning his natural pro card and everything. He was good to train with, but that guy like he was a robot. It was like training with a cyborg. He just would do anything that you were doing. You know what I mean? So this, uh, I've had some great partners. We call that it's, autistic, uh, but we call that what? Autistic. Autistic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Forrest is probably listening. Actually, I think he listens to the show once in a while. I was just kidding, so. Forrest. I was just kidding. <laughs> no, he's definitely on the spectrum. <laughs> Aren't we all? Um, all right, let's move on to another one from Tony Losacero. You guys are stranded on an island for a year. Who are you taking with you and why? You can't take girlfriends. Mm. Mm. I can't take girlfriends? Can't take girlfriends. Are you bringing another guy to help you hunt and survive? Or are you taking a woman to fuck and die young? Can you imagine if you knocked her up and now you had like childbirth to think about on an island with no doctors? Yeah, but you could start building a little Lord of the Flies then. True. We might have to have three kids just to have one survive childbirth. That's what the Chinese do. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I guess our ancestors did it for hundreds of thousands of years. Eh? Why should we complain? That's right. That's right. I don't know. I think I'd take the guy from that Survivor Man TV show. <laughs> just, <laughs> just are you taking so Bear Grylls? Yeah, I'm just wondering if there's an equal show that has a girl host. Is there a Survivor Girl show out there? Hmm. I'm gonna take. I'm taking Aaron Stern. Well, was she like ex-military or something? No, but she fucking can do everything. She's like always on the beach running and looking good in bathing suits. You know, I think Kelly Bundy could probably light a fire, and she could throw a football with you. And she could throw a football. She could, so it means she could throw a spear. Yeah. Is she? Is she Southern? I swear, every time I hear her videos, I think she's from like Tennessee or. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not, I don't really, it doesn't matter to me where she's from. It doesn't matter. Saskatchewan, right? Eh? But yeah, she could be from Saskatchewan. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's go. Oh, we, did we, oh, yeah, I guess we did. Um, Tony Roast Beef. <clears throat> Name one go to song that you would purposely put on before a big, intense set. Hmm. I quite often, if I really need it, will put on Unbroken by Pantera. 
you guys don't know the song I'm Broken by Pantera, you got to check it out. Maybe we can get Samansky to lead us with that this episode. Uh, I think I, accident, I think I accidentally said unbroken. It's I'm broken. Okay. I'm broken. We'll forgive you. It's okay. Yeah. I like uh, I was more of a mumble than anything. I like uh, some corn um shoots and ladders. Oh yeah. yeah okay. That's a, That's a good one. Uh, I got to get that song. Oh, well, yeah, I'll go with that one. Um Cookies Kids Archive. Okay. Um in your opinion, what vegetable would you prefer to prepare with your meals to pack a nutritious punch and lean down? Um, I'm a green. I'm a green beans guy because they're just so easy, and I don't really like vegetables. I'm a broccoli guy. I don't know why. I've always enjoyed it. Um, it's my number one. My number two would be asparagus. Okay, asparagus is on my top three. Very good. Except makes your pee stink. That's the only problem. Well, I don't pee on girls, so. No golden showers for Emily. Oh, poor girl. Not, not, not into the water sports. Oh, not saying, I'm not saying if we are or not. Wait, wait. I know those were younger days, Matt. I know, I know. They were, they were with older <laughs> women. With older women. <laughs> hey, can I pee on you? Oh, they could. I would. Sure. Um, I just, I just pee on them while they're shampooing and they have their eyes closed. I'm experimenting. Yeah, are, are you peeing on me? Nope. <laughs> it's extra warm. Uh, DH Fit, question for Matt. When are you going to come up to Vancouver and join Ron on a tour of the dispensaries? Good question and a good opportunity for one of these. <laughs> you have the sound queued up, Matt. That's Very right. There's impressive. nothing going on here. It's just the sound box. Um, I, I, I think that's a brilliant idea. We should come out to Vancouver, do a tour. I needed an excuse to get out of Boca anyways. I'm getting a little pent up here. I haven't left. I was in Iowa in April, and that's the last time I left. And Well, I guess I was in South Carolina at my folks' place a weekend or two ago. But I mean, like, stretch my legs. I need to get out. West Coast. Come at me. The West Coast is the best coast. That's what they say. Um, all right. John Fergooley. Can Ron talk about any experience he may have had with Test no ester or test suspension. If he liked it, why or why not? And how did he like to use it? Every day? Every other day? Multiple times per day? Also, when would be the best time to use it? Off-season or pre-contest? Take it away, buddy. I've never used it. All right. Next question. There you go. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint. <laughs> I've never used test suspension or no ester test. God. My whole it. life. My whole life I've been a Sustanon guy. I've been, I go back and forth between testing Anthate and Sip. Um, I actually like a blend there's out right now with the two of them. Um, yeah. So there you go. Um, some people like, some people I, I do know like to do test probe like every other day and then a weekly shot of a long ester, which would be very similar to a Sustanon. So, um, yeah. All right. Uh, what's next? What's next? UC Suma, thoughts on GDAs like Berberine, et cetera. Do you guys use them? If so, when? Yes, I do use them. Do you use them, Ron? Yeah, I do. I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say I consciously like buy them and use them, but I'm definitely aware of them. Like I know cinnamon is one. That's why I put cinnamon in all my oatmeal. Right. And um, I do occasionally use something, you know, like a GDA sort of stack. There's various formulas out there. We don't make one at Mutant. Um, 
So I've tried some, you know, like I, I tried, uh, you know, John Meadows had one out there with the old prime label for a while. I tried that one, you know, um, and then also too, I mean, uh, was it Blackstone was making that glyco fuse or whatever? Yeah, but we don't need to mention that because Redcon has RPG. Oh, there you go. How you well, like yeah, that's, that? Yeah, okay. And steal the show. No, that was cool. That was a good setup because um, you sent me a bottle of RPG, but it's in my cupboard and I forgot about it because I was just trying the isotope and the BCAs and all that. But I definitely. Good? Yeah, it was all good. I was I was going to try the RPG because I was going to do a little diet here coming up. I got your box today. Thank you very much. Your uh, baseball tee, very much appreciated in the supplements. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. I uh, posted on I hope I sent you flavors that you like. I mean, we got so many flavors of some of our stuff. I was like, is he a chocolate guy? Is he a birthday cake guy? I like, uh, well, you know what I do? My girlfriend makes me pudding every night. So uh, Pudding. Pudding. I've been doing MRE from uh, Redcon 1. It's our meal replacement, but I'm going to try some of the uh, ISO 100, ISO... Iso surge? surge, yeah, my mind's blank. Iso, I sent you the chocolate fudge brownie. I think. Did you? I didn't even look at the flavors yet. It's delicious. Fantastic. It's um, delicious. But uh, berberine, very good. It's um, for you guys that don't know. It's a glucose disposal agent, um, and humans human trials actually say that in the right dosage, which I believe is fifteen hundred milligrams, it's as potent as metformin. So. You know, if you're taking a you know, prescription level, what is it, glucophage or metformin? Um, yeah, you can switch to berberine if you wanted to and get off your far, you know your farm med. Not that you want to. I mean, if you're already all in <clears throat> using all sorts of anabolics anyway, what the fuck? But um, you know, if you're a natural guy or just want to take one less pharmaceutical, look into berberine. I definitely think it's good, um, and it's helped me. I'm down, believe it or not, Ron, to 278 pounds. Wow. Are your glutes in? My glutes are fucking rock hard, man. <laughs> Bounce fucking quarters off my glutes. Because by the time I round, I, I get under 280, I'm starting to like, okay, now it's time for everything to come, come in pretty quick here. I'm getting, uh, I'm getting pretty good. I wouldn't say I'm coming in yet. I'd probably be in the two lows. I don't know. Do you, have, do you have abs? Do you have I, abs? Oh, yeah, yeah. My abs are they're pretty good. Um, okay. Not dynamite, dynamite, but they're pretty good. Uh, no, they're 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 good. Like they're like the guy. Like if 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 you had your abs right now on a football team, you'd be one of the guys that had abs. I'd be accused of taking juice. Right. Okay. Yeah. Which is true. <laughs> right. Okay. But right. <laughs> Actually, I'm only on an HRT level, um, which is pretty cool. Can um, you pass a Can you pass a drug test right now? For what? <laughs> trick, trick, trick question. question. <laughs> possibly, possibly. I don't trust. I don't trust anyone that can pass a drug test. Exactly. You're, you're clearly not pushing the envelope in your life. Sir. There's something in life that just doesn't matter enough to you. Why are you so goddamn conservative? <laughs> um, all right, uh, Rob Cannon, Matt Meinrod. What is your relationship like with Dave Palumbo these days? Are you on a talking basis or not? And would you ever consider working for him again? Um, I don't know if I touched on this or not. I did talk to him at the Arnold. He walked over, I assume, as part of RX Muscle to speak with Aaron. And I happened to be like three feet away from the booth at the time. And when I turned my shoulder, I'm like, oh, shit, there's Dave. 
and he hadn't reached Aaron yet. They hadn't they started their conversation. So it's like Johnny Styles and Dave being all awkward. Me just standing there. And then, so real quick, I, I stick out my hand. I go, Dave, how you doing? He gives me this, like, limp noodle fucking handshake. And I give him a good one, like a goddamn man. And say, Dave, what's going on, man? Good to see you're doing well and, you know, you're healthy and everything. And, uh, and uh, he said, hi, Matt. You know, good to see you too. And uh, that was about it. Like, it was just... That was it. No, how's life in South Florida? How's working for Aaron? He's a real ball. You know, there was no breaking of any balls. It was very uh, awkward. That said, I would probably do something with Dave um, again in the future. It's funny. When when, Dave, when I left RX Muscle, I was just starting out in bodybuilding. I was barely a year into it, if that, when I left and followed Aaron and, and have followed Aaron's career. Um so, it, we're just in completely different stages back then where I was never really in an opportunity to do anything with Dave because I wasn't on that level within the structure of RX Muscle. Like, I was not low man on the totem pole because I was working my way up, but not nearly ready to, like, be at the table with Dave for anything. But fast forward five years, I think I am now. So, um, yeah, if the opportunity were to ever come about, I would be interested. I'm not like, because I'm Matt Meinrod from Project Bodybuilding, I can't do anything with Dave Palumbo from Arch Muscle. I think that whole thing's stupid. I always have. So, yeah, if Dave wants to do something, let me know, Dave. Um, okay, that's cool. Here you go. Um, the Mikest. Matt, will PJ and Aaron ever make up and be lovers again? I doubt it. <laughs> because... Aaron only likes very, very, very muscular men. <laughs> See what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? Um, no, PJ's, I don't think so. PJ's I think, just not on the list anymore? No, they're on speaking terms. I know they talk, and they've stayed, like, in a cordial business relationship the past year, year and a half. Um, right. But there's, yeah, I mean, there's no, let's put it this way. There ain't never going to be another, uh, what was it, Iron At? what was the fuck, the show they did? Iron Asylum. Iron Asylum. Thank you. Uh, that's never coming back. No, it wasn't called Iron Asylum, was it? I think it, well, Iron Asylum was the training videos he did for RX. Yeah, no, I'm talking about their fucking video. God, why is my mind blank? Iron Empire well, Radio? Iron Empire? I thought that was PJ. Yeah, that was PJ and Aaron. Okay, yeah, that was yeah, yeah. It. It's been Iron so Empire. long we forgot, and that sucks because that show was I know. Great. But no, let's put this way. There's, that's not going to be ever making a return. Um, so... Um, no excuses, Charlie. How many times a day do you guys poop? Three. Three. Chris Titan, Allville Radio. What was wrong? <laughs> Next question. <laughs> no discussion. Two words. Okay. Uh, what's, what's, Chris, what's Chris up to? Chris Titan, Allville Radio. What was Ron's take on London terror attack? And if Ron was prime minister... What policies would he implement, both short-term and long-term, to try and curb the spate of terror attack in the UK? Oh, thanks, Chris, for the fucking softball. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think that uh, I think that we're getting to a point now where the people – I hate using left and right on this issue, but for lack of a better term, I'm going to say the people on the far left, because I don't want to confuse a lot of the left centrists who are – totally aware of the problem. 
But the people on the far left, they just want to hug it all out. And they think if they sing Kumbaya and John Lennon and give everybody a hug, that the terrorists won't want to kill us anymore. Uh, those are the same people that believe that this is all because of foreign policy and that it has nothing to do with religion. Um, so the, those people need to wake up. Um, these people are screaming Allah Akbar while they murder people. Uh, and they say this has nothing to do with religion. They're, they're quoting scripture while they kill people. They're, th- this has a deep tie to religion. Um, a lot of crazy things in history have had a deep tie to religion, and this is the current one that we're dealing with. So we need to be real about it. So they've announced, they've admitted that they know of 400 people in the UK who have been overseas to fight in Syria and have returned to the UK on their British passport. They know of 400 of them. Uh, this guy that did the uh, the terror attack at that concert, they realize now, or maybe it was one of the guys the other day with the, the truck attack with the knives, I can't remember, but he was on a TV show a year ago that was about jihadis. Jihadis, so they already jihadis, knew, right, jihadis. Jihadi, jihadi, jihadi. <laughs> you say jihadi, I say jihadi. <laughs> um, he was on a TV show where they were talking about extremists and so they knew who he was and he was on a list. It was on like a watch list. So clearly they're not watching hard enough. Clearly their hands are tied somehow. They're afraid of being labeled as, you know, whatever bigoted or, you know, this stupid racist thing that gets thrown at people. Um, so they need to wake up. There's also 3000 people on a list in the UK as known associates of these 400 people. So the 400 people that they know of that they're watching, plus 3,000 more, uh, I mean, I would not be above rounding up those 400 for sure. You have 400 guys that fought in Syria. They traveled to Syria to a war zone and then returned to the UK. And you're just going to let them fucking walk around? I don't think so. I wonder if Zach Khan's on that list. I don't think so. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't think Zach Cod's been doing anything but lifting weights. <laughs> <laughs> Smoking pot, lifting weights. Smoking pot, lifting weights. So, yeah, this the, the national security is a, a great big thing they need to do. Um, they can't have 400 people on a fucking watch list and not round them up and get rid of them. They, they, if you go to fucking Syria and fight for ISIS – and then you come back in on your fucking British passport, there's something seriously wrong with the entire system. Yeah. The second they know you've been to Syria to fight for ISIS, you should be considered an enemy combatant of the, of the country, and you should be treated as such. There's simply no other way to do it. Um, so what I fear is that the left is going to be so weak and limp-wristed on this for so long that the public are going to feel like they need to take things into their own hands and that's not what you want, because now you have irrational decisions being made by people that don't have all the evidence, et cetera, et cetera. So if you want to avoid vigilante problems and the public dealing with it themselves, your national security teams have to deal with it. So uh, Britain's got a lot to deal with right now, and as does France. Uh, France is in a rough, rough shape right now. So, but I, I'm afraid they're not going to wake up in time. I'm afraid that France might be lost at this point. So I hope England can save itself. I mean, 
They're still we'll playing see. the French Open tennis going on right now. Yeah. Hopefully that goes off without a hitch. Ballsy. Um, imagine, like, if things really escalate in England, because, you know, they don't have guns over there. I imagine, like, a bunch of, like, machetes just whipping around everywhere, like, fucking... Well, yeah, I mean, that's what happened. I mean, those guys were cutting people up with fucking machetes. Mm-hmm. And and the cops, it took eight minutes for armed cops to get there to shoot them. Mm. Because the cops that were there, the cops that were there, you know, they didn't have guns. They could just set, they could just set people up in watchtowers on buildings, and make that a new profession. Yeah, what are you? I'm city watch. Yeah, and then you can blast people if they get out of line. With water I'm hoses. Not a, I'm not above it. That wouldn't be guns. It'd be just water hoses, like back in the civil rights days. Just fucking blast. Oh, I see those high pressure fucking. <laughs> yeah, things. like fuck them up. You know, non lethal, <laughs> but fucking take their skin off. You know. <laughs> yes, definitely. All right. Um, this next one I have no idea about, so we might just have to read it and keep moving. Alex the Ranganaga, uh, there was a good discussion on Muscle Prodigy regarding Akeem Williams and what he should do next. Uh, Chris Aceto, Matt Jansen, Matt Porter were mentioned as possible uh, people that could help bring uh, his in, you know, his condition in. Uh, do you guys think either one could do what Palumbo or the Camel Crew couldn't? Um. No, I think Akeem just needs to lose another like six pounds dieting, eight pounds maybe six pounds. Just diet down farther. That's all he has to do. Right. I don't he think it's, no, it's not he magic. Just, it's just he's got to do no, it. No, it's not magic. He just needs, and it's not water, and it's not carbs. It's nothing. It's just. Do what you're doing, but come down another six, eight pounds. So start and prep not, earlier. Is that all? Or just diet harder. Or just like don't worry about your weight as much. Just if you're like, okay, I was 275 at that last show. Okay, come in at 268. Right. Just get down there and not water and not carbs. Just dieting down. Like so, you're 268 walking around, and then then do a show. See what happens. I seriously think that's the difference. Like a guy like Akeem. If like you pull five pounds off him, all of a sudden his glutes are completely shredded. Right. And then you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. You know, and then once his glutes are ripped, that's fucking lights out for almost everybody. All right. Mars 707. Ron, can you make Mutant come out with more videos of AZ Fitness on Instagram? We are doing it. We just released one today. All right. So look out for it. There's a new uh, Azaria Glame video today, and she's got another one coming in a couple weeks. He's got another one for you. Uh, and would you guys ever consider having Tony Hughes, AK, enhanced athlete on the podcast? His uncensored about his love of gear and hookers, traveling, test out different gear and female companions from around the world. Um, I don't know, Tony Hughes. Do you? No, no I, I don't, don't, but I'm going to have to follow him now. What's his thing? Enhanced athlete. That's his, that's that's his, his follow Instagram. on Instagram? Yeah, that's his Instagram, at, at enhanced athlete. I don't know much about okay. it. I'll click on it real quick. Hold on. Let's see who this guy is. 39.2 thousand followers. Tony Huge. YouTube sensation. Sounds like Jason Genova. <laughs> YouTube sensation. That's, what he, that's how he introduces himself. I'm Jason Genova. Uh, YouTube sensation. YouTube celebrity. He's sitting there next to a Ferrari. You know what is that? A McLaren? The Lam- that's a Lamborghini. I'm sorry. Okay. No problem. No problem. Sure, we'll have him on. If you guys want to have him on, he's from Vegas, sure. Um, all right, MFMCE, Ron and Matt, 
What's your favorite strains of bud going around your area? Also, if you have either of you tried the vape oil cartridges, if so, which ones? I highly recommend the Carvana Pineapple Express. Okay. Uh, strains. Well, hold on a second. The oil, fucking incredible indica I just picked up. Good shit. One gram. In California, it's fantastic. Like, How much you pay for that? Fifty bucks. How long does that last? I'm not. I don't even use oil. It's for my girlfriend. Ah, okay. Yeah. So whatever she wants to use it for, I like smoking the real thing. Yeah, I actually don't, don't use, use any of that fancy stuff. Is it odorless? Well, shatter is. Okay. So there's oil, butter, and shatter. I think that's the three main categories. I mean, someone might argue with me on that, but I don't really care. But um, shatter is the purest. That's the rock-hard stuff. It looks like glass. Okay, okay. Looks like looks like orange glass. Anyways, shatter is so pure that it has no tannins in it, so apparently it doesn't have any odor. So I'm not sure if dogs can even smell shatter. No kidding. Wow. Yeah, I know dogs have incredible noses, so they might pick up the, like, the fucking one nanogram per fucking kilometer that it still has. But for most of what I've read, I don't think dogs can even smell shatter because it's so pure. I was that way in my 20s at a club in the night, like, dark. I could fucking smell the hot pussy. Like, couldn't you? Like, you worked in a club or a bar. You just knew where the girls were. Well, I've got a smell of vagina. Yes, I've got a lot of stories about being able to smell pussy. <laughs> you mean smelly pussy or identifying pussy in amongst others? No, I remember a couple times back when I was working in the bar, I'd like be off cycle, you know, like I'd go totally off for a while. Did you use Clomid? Yeah, I'd use like some HCG or whatever, you know, whatever. I don't remember. Fill up the balls. But then, but then I would remember as soon as I started my stack, you know, like I'd start getting ready for a show. So I'd start my stack. And this is back in the days when I used to take like 12 to 16 weeks of nothing. So I'd be totally clean. And then I'd start my stack. And like two weeks into my stack, a girl would come up to the bar and order a drink. And I'd be like, oh, my God, I can fucking smell her. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you're like, that's the testosterone. It's like fucking hitting your brain. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Weren't we talking about weed? We were. I don't know how we got off on a... Smelling pussy. I don't know. It's a good story. You though. ever smell bad pussy, though? I did one time. No, I don't. There's, there's, I know it's out there. Oh, it is. Uh, it's alive and well. Um, so this guy asked favorite strains. I, I, I just I get my buddy to grab me some sativa, and I just get whatever he grabbed. Like he grabs some sugar kush or something like that. And sugar kush. I just like a good, a good, you know, energizing sativa. And I'll be honest. When I get it, I find out what it is, and it goes in one or out the other. I don't. I'm not one of these aficionados who's like right off over like the California fancy. No, I know, but I just I don't. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to send my buddy. Hey, grab me something, and he gets me like the heaviest purple indica, and it puts me in a coma for like you know every time I have any. Fair enough. You know, I want. I just want to avoid that. That's all I care about. Especially if you're hooting before work. Yeah, right. No, that's too early in the morning for me. I don't hoot at 8 a.m. Of course not. No one would do that. Uh, <laughs> OGO8, do either of you anticipate a rebound effect 
from the pussification of America, producing a generation of hard as fuck badass motherfuckers. Uh, well, that's actually already being discussed. They think the generation that is about to go into high school, um, there's some markers for a bit of a rebound effect on this. So I read something the other day that said the generation that is about to go into high school is predicted to be the most conservative generation in a long time, the exact opposite (coughs) of the millennials. So like a pushback against their older brothers and sisters and their younger parents or whoever had them. I can see that. I can absolutely see that. I mean, and they're calling it generation Z or generation Z, depending on where you live. They have to name everything, don't they? Yeah. Can't they just let it be? Just fucking a new group of kids. Right. So does that mean it's the last generation because they're using the Z? Ooh, maybe. How about this? How about this? Imagine if you're imagine if you're a teacher that started out in high school when he was like a twenty five year old right out of college, excited to be an English teacher, and now he's at the end of his career and he's sixty. He's seen the the fucking magnitude of fucking douchebags roll through there. I bet that's a great book. If there's ever a book out about the teachers that have come, seen the kids come through, somebody write it and publish it, and I'll read it because that's a that's an interesting book. Um, Henry Mack three, uh, All Bull Radio. What is the best pizza you ever had? Must be specific with brand toppings and state of consciousness. Starving is the state of consciousness. Best had pizza. <laughs> God damn it. Yes. You're right. Starving is a very good situation to be having pizza. And you don't want to blow your load with too much, like, Diet Coke or anything and waste stomach space. So go as long as possible without having any carbonated beverages when having pizza. I have a rule. No carbonation with pizza. When did they decide that Pepsi was the preferred choice for pizza and not Coke? Oh, I don't know. I don't deal with it's those an American people. thing. Yes, yeah, it's an American thing, apparently, but it's true. Yes. If you go, if you go into most pizzerias around the U.S., like ninety percent of them, their preferred drink will be Pepsi over Coke, and I have no idea how that happened. Communist, communist. My favorite, though, uh, I'm going to give you a local one. I just found it. It's badass. It's called Motor City Pizza. It's in Boynton Beach, Florida. It's the shit. It's like a Medium soft serve with a crispy crust. Holy shit. Pepperoni. Right. Pepperoni and mushroom cheese cooked well done. I have it's so good. I have enough for leftovers. I can't finish it all. It's that's how big and juicy and fat it is. Oh. <laughs> Talk to me, baby. Talk to me, baby. Go ahead, Ron. Well, I think the best pizza I ever had was when I used to go to Pizza Hut after leg day with my buddy Eric LaRue, who taught me how to squat. Taught me how to squat heavy. Here, I'll, I'll, before you continue, I'm going to I'm gonna do this story on the chubba meter. As you go on, I'm going to tell you how big my boner is. So go carry on. Okay, okay. So so I did, there was this guy at the gym. He was like the older dude at the gym that okay, trained I'm hard. Okay, I'm media. You're getting me really hard right now. So. Right, I know you're loving this one. I used to, and he used to go, hey, let's go to Pizza Hut. Oh, okay. And I remember I wasn't a pizza kid. As a kid, I didn't like pizza because I was around bad people. I was around terrible human beings that would order vegetables on their pizza. Oh, my God. And I didn't really understand that you could put your foot down and demand meat only on your pizza. I just – it sort of missed me when I was a kid. Did you get a Supreme? Is that what it was? 
Well, no, you know, you go to birthday parties and the parents order pizza and yeah. you're looking at it and you're like, I don't want any of this shit. It's got fucking spinach on it. Yeah, fucking green peppers, which I hate and loathe, or onions, which are even worse. So I'm just fucking, I used to just dodge the pizza. So I was a pizza dodger as a kid. I'll admit it. I dodged a lot of pizza. That's why you're ripped. And then um, I realized, he's like, let's go to Pizza Hut. And I was like, ah, fuck. I'll see if I can figure something out here. I didn't really want to eat it that bad. But then he's like, oh, yeah, I just get uh, um, ham and bacon on mine. And I was like, oh, well, maybe I could eat that. So I ordered, I think it was ham and bacon or ground beef and bacon or something on it. And it came out. And you know that old Pizza Hut crust was like fried and crispy? Yeah. Came out and I started eating it. And it was the best fucking pizza I've still to this day have ever fucking had. It was so good. And then what ruined it for me was about a year later, I actually worked at Pizza Hut for a day as a delivery driver. I was still in high school. And my buddy got me a job. He's like... He's telling me he's making like 80 bucks a shift in tips. I'm like, oh, shit, maybe I'll give it a try. I had a truck, you know. So I went and I did a, like a day there at training, and I hated it, and I quit. But what ruined it for me was I saw how much fucking pure oil they pump into the pan before they make the pizza. And I realized that there was like a liter of grease in that fucking pizza. <laughs> so I make it so good from the homemade stuff. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, shit, I can't eat that anymore. That's fucking terrible. But, yeah, that was a good old days. Ignorance is bliss, Matt. Once again, I just you don't want to know too much. I just realized on my Skype call list, uh, Lane Norton's online right now. Maybe I can call in and see. <laughs> Get exclusive. I should go straight to the horse's mouth. Lane, was it Nathalia right. Mello? Tell me it was Nathalia Mello. Tell me it was Nathalia Mello. <laughs> well, she just had a baby, so I don't think it was her. Uh, maybe it's Lane's. Uh... Oh, right. Conspiracy. Yes. <laughs> All right. We'll finish, with, we'll finish with a very strong question. Big Will Cook 82. My good brothers of Hoot Nation, have either of you dabbled in the dab yet? If not, we need to talk LOL. Ron, pray tell, what is dab? The dab is this ridiculous ceremonial process in which people think they have to light a gas torch uh, and then set up this complicated-looking glass pipe and then take the dangerous torch and heat up this little element till it's red hot and then take a little dab of, of shatter or butter or oil and stick it to this element and then smoke it through this pipe because it's such a beautifully handcrafted piece of art. So I'm sort of not much for pomp and circumstance and all the extra trimmings of doing this sort of thing. So I just see it as a, as people getting high with a glass torch in their hand, which to me is just not a great thing to be setting yourself up for. So I just prefer the old fashioned method. Are you afraid they're going to burn their house down? Well, they might. I bet there's probably going to be someone burn their house down. It's funny. Me and uh, my girlfriend were talking about the other day. One day, we would love to have like one of those curio cabinets behind glass with our bomb collection. Doesn't that right. sound, doesn't that sound nice, baby? I know right. this thing out there. We'll, we'll we'll do that one day, huh? We'll have about a row of four deep on each no, row. No, no, don't touch. They're just showpieces. That's right. We don't use these anymore. They're only for special occasions. Right. There you go. Um, so, no, um, I don't dab in any of the dab, uh, but maybe I will just to see what it's all about. Ron, that's going to do it for the show. 
Once again, we got to thank Mutant, Redcon 1, PuritySourceLabs.ru, and Seeking Azoth. Azoth, your nootropic source. Guys, that's the show. Ron, any final words? I hope everyone enjoys the new Mutant commercial that I recorded. You didn't send me the special link yet. Yeah, I did. No, I never didn't you tell me? Didn't you tell me you thought it sounded awesome? When? Is this like months ago? Just recent. I might have been on the dab. You might, might have been on the dab. You mean, you <laughs> we'll mean, you mean our old bull commercial. Yes. I thought you meant a mutant video commercial because you're also the star of most of uh, the videos. No, I meant the all bull commercial that I just sent in for the episode. So are you going to be able to – there you go. See, we just had a miscommunication. I knew I wasn't totally out of it. Um, well, I did. I loved it. Hope everybody does too. Ron, you uh, did a really good job. I thought. How many? How many takes did that make you? Did they make you do, or did you do? I did three. Did, did you pick the first one? I picked the third one. Because <laughs> I did it first thing in the morning, and I hadn't actually spoken to anybody yet. Right. right. So I walked right in, and we got to work. And the first couple, I was like, "Yeah, I can juice that up a little bit." And then the third one came out nice and buttery. All right, guys, All Bull Radio 82. <laughs> Remember, check us out on Instagram. He's REP300, and I am at Matt Meinrod. Until next time, guys.